Hello, foodie fans. Welcome to the Big Food Talk, produced by Tough Monkey Entertainment. I'm your host, Sal Conca. This show supports restaurants, chefs, and food pioneers with your help. Head to BigFoodTalk.com to make your donation today or check out our fun apparel line with proceeds going directly to participating restaurants. Special thanks to the Long Island Food Council, DineLI Facebook group, and Yelp Long Island for supporting this episode. Today I'm speaking with husband and wife team Christina and Sal from ITA Kitchen located in Bayshore, New York. Sal shares his unique passion for food while we discuss his menu items like broccoli and sausage egg rolls. His wife Christina handles the business side of things and tells us about their early successes as well as how the Bayshore restaurant community has come together during times like these. Welcome to the Big Food Talk. I'm so excited to talk to you about ITA Kitchen today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate all that you're doing for um, the fellow restaurateurs on Long Island. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to be honest, I've never been to your restaurant yet. That's going to change as soon as we're <laughs> out of all this. Uh, <sighs> I'm curious, though. So when did the business open? What's the story behind opening this restaurant? So uh, my husband had been looking in the Bayshore area for probably over six or seven years now looking for just the perfect location. I mean, he's had restaurants on the south, on the North Shore, Westchester, you know, his family is the original Mateo's group, but they never had the niche in that part of the South Shore. It was always Nassau County. So he actually seeked out the place that we ended up taking over, um, like I said, about six or seven years ago and said there was too much of a project. So randomly, we were looking on Craigslist and found the same spot again in February of this of last year, and um, it just it just ended up all working out. We were in construction for quite a while, uh, but we ended up opening in the latter part of September of 2019. Awesome! Well, congratulations. I mean, so you Thank just you. basically had your one year anniversary. Uh, no. So we opened in September of 2019. Got, oh, so not even. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so so now we've only been open a few months. So <laughs> we, um, you know, and trials and, you know, tribulations for new restaurants. And, you know, in the first few years, they always say you don't, you know, really make your investment back and it takes quite a while. Um, and of course, you know, all this unfortunately happened to the world in the midst of, you know, us being new. But, you know, we feel for every new business that, um, is currently going through this and, and ones that have been open for 20 years. So it's, it's quite the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know it's, it's great to see how the businesses have really come together in a time like this. Um, and I, what is the location like down in the Bayshore? Is that like a great community? Have they banded together like with the chamber and the other restaurants? Well, it is just wonderful to begin with because Bayshore in itself has a restaurant group um, we're all restaurant tours. We have a app that we all refer to and say you're, you need sugar. You put it on this forum and within five minutes, somebody's running sugar to you from another restaurant. I mean, nobody looks at each other as competitors there. Um, we're all trying to make a living and we're all in this together. Essentially, we're all putting in, you know, 90% of our lives and the hours that are put into this business. So well, we're all collectively trying to accomplish the same thing. So in essence, I feel like I've never seen a community of restaurants 
you know, join together to collectively make money all months out of the year, aside from COVID. This is, you know, they're just wonderful people. And, you know, as many restaurants as my husband and his family have owned, I've never seen this community of, you know, essentially competitors, you know, be as friendly as they are. And everybody's just wanting to help one another all the time. So for us, this isn't anything new. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is in that neighborhood. And, you know, we couldn't be more thankful to have people surrounding us like that and supporting us, especially when we were brand new. And, um, you know, they took us in as if we were there forever. That's so cool. And that's so great to mm -hmm. hear. I mean, I'm part of an organization called the Long Island Food Council. Yes, and I know of them. So yeah, we, we do a lot of work to try to educate the community and, you know, all those sorts of things, but it's great to hear that a, a village like Babylon, and I've seen it happening in other areas too, right? Like there's been a lot of uh, beautification processes in different communities. Patchogue was one of the first, Farmingdale's gone through it, Lindenhurst mm -hmm. is having an explosion now, um, yeah. you know, so you're seeing it all over, which is really great for the island overall. Um, so how was the business doing before all of this Hit. I mean, it was good. I mean, we had a, we had a really good, you know, we have a really good following of people. We, you know, now we have regulars and, you know, familiar faces, which is nice. And like I said, you know, a lot of people in this neighborhood and the surrounding neighborhoods didn't know who we were before, you know, and I think that in all the other restaurants that had been opened, um, you know, people knew the name Mateo's, they knew the name Andrea's 25. And over here, I don't think as many people knew of it because there was never one in the neighborhood or in the surrounding neighborhood. So we really had to reinvent ourselves and, um, you know, look outside the box and, and find that niche of customers. And honestly, it's, we're actually reaching an age range that we've never reached before. We never really had a younger clientele. And now we're reaching, you know, people in their 20s, which is, which is wonderful. You know, but it's, it's just, it was just a great start and, you know, it's going to be a great ending and we know it, it's going to come back full circle and, um, you know, we'll make it up. Absolutely. That's, that's it. You know, absolutely. I mean, to about the, the type of, um, about the type of clientele that you're bringing into the restaurant. I think the menu has a lot to do with that. I, I really dove into your menu and was digging everything that I saw on there. I mean, it's this modern Italian menu with a twist kind of, right? I mean, it's, it's not your typical menu you would see at what people know at Mateo's and, and those other restaurants. So uh, I think it's really interesting and I'm curious to really dig in with your husband who we're going to talk to in a little while about all the food items and how yeah, that he is super, he is super creative. It's always thinking outside of the box, trying to create these crazy dishes that they just meld together so beautifully. And, you know, it is true that some of the younger crowd are coming in for what he calls the Mac chicken, which is a fried chicken cutlet bowl filled with pasta. Cause it's just so off the wall crazy, but it's so delicious. And, you know, not only are the younger crowds going for it, but you know, the people in their, you know, thirties, forties and fifties are too, but that's definitely his domain. So I'll let him chat with you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a big foodie guy. I love to cook at home <laughs> myself. I actually have a, a food business as well. And I'm a food manufacturer. So I, I'm always in the kitchen experimenting. So yeah, yeah it's a lot I'm, of fun. Exactly. So I know you mentioned, you know, opening up, it took time to even find the location. I mean, every business has its hurdles. And as, as sweet as your honeymoon, 
and since mm. the opening has been, <laughs> what what hurdles did you guys have opening the restaurant? And was there is there like a story you guys had that kind mm. of you know over you guys overcame something in particular to open get things going? I mean, not necessarily. It was just mm -hmm. normal construction, town permits, you know, things of that nature, waiting on stuff. I mean, we're very fortunate that our landlord was our contractor and, you know, he owns a company called THB Contracting and he is wonderful and so incredibly supportive. I mean, not only through the construction process, because I know I can be tough, <laughs> um, but even through what we're going through now, it's anything you need, whatever I can help you with. And he's always been that way. So I don't know if we would have been able to honestly get through it if we didn't have his support on the, on the back end. Um, and he was always present and willing. So um, other than the normal, you know, with, you know, construction, yeah. other than that, it was, it was fairly normal. It just took longer than we would have liked. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, that's, that's really good to hear. And plus, if your husband has been a veteran in the restaurant biz for a long time, yes. that helps <laughs> things go a lot smoother, right? It does. So, it does. so experience, you see a lot of people who have no knowledge of the food industry, restaurant industry, and try to open these restaurants and have big ambitions. And then, you know, it just doesn't work out because they don't. Yeah. Have I mean, he was very lucky. You know, he had, he had some great teachers, you know, his father who had passed away um, 10 years ago is, you know, was one of the creators of Mateo's with his uncle and his grandfather. And then, you know, his mother, you know, Sal's mother, Susan is just incredible at what she does and knows how to, you know, manage the whole back end of the process. So he learned from, you know, from what I would feel is the best in the biz. So, uh, you know, it definitely helped guide him to be, you know, the restaurant owner he is today. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So when all of this happened in March and, you know, we're all going through this thing together, like you said, how have you pivoted? What is the plan now for you guys? Are you offering takeout, different menu? What's, what do you we guys are? So we actually swung back over to family style um, in terms of our takeout and our curbside menu. We are offering a la carte options, but we're trying to thumb it down. So we're not over ordering because I mean, in essence, you are just doing curbside and, and delivery, and we're not a curbside and delivery restaurant. So when I say you have to reinvent yourself, you truly have to do that because your business model has completely changed. Um, you know, you can't have a bar full of people anymore to bump up your week. You can't, you have to cancel all those planned parties you had in the book. So you really need to find a way to make up the difference as best as you can. It's been very good when we were, you know, we were open and then we decided to give the staff a break, um, you know, doing our part in social distancing, trying to keep everybody healthy. So we shut down for a few weeks. We're scheduled to reopen um, next Wednesday, the 22nd. Uh, but we are doing the family style feast menu um, and it starts at a price point of $39.95. And I can tell you that most people are having enough food for the next day. So you know, the point of it was, was to give people some normalcy, you know, to have a good dinner on their table. I mean, I can't tell you how many people call this. It's my wife's birthday. It's our anniversary. You know, we're then when I take the order, then we're sitting there trying to figure out, okay, what can we do for them? Should we give them dessert? Should we give them wine? You know, and it's just like, we're trying to keep everybody's moment special too, because restaurants are a place of comfort for people. You know, Absolutely. they go there because they don't want to, they don't want to make dinner that night or they have a special celebration or they want a girl's night or a date night. And that's been taken away from them. 
So we felt like we had to do, we had to give back in a way, even if it was changing something a little outside of our comfort zone in order to not only keep our staff employed, but to, you know, to give, like I said, some people that comfort again, you know, because who knows how long this is going to last for. I know. Absolutely. And that's, it, we're all dealing with the the unknown. I think that's the hardest mm-hmm. part for most people and it businesses, is. of course, because even though you're doing this, even if you're offering takeout and all these sorts of things, it means limited staff. So you're still not able to employ the same amount of people, the same amount of hours, you're losing the liquor sales. It's, it's, it's truly a difficult time. And, and that's why, you know, we're here talking today, trying to mm-hmm. figure that out and how to, how to really help the business move forward. And, and especially when we return to the new normal, we want people yep. to hear what a great establishment you guys have created. I'm just Thank dying to you try much. your food. I'm dying to try the food now. So, and speaking of the food, I'd love to get Sal in here and let's Yes. Okay. Give me, give me one minute. All right. Let me get him. Hey Sal. I love talking with your wife, Christina. It's time to talk to you about the food. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Just uh, happy to be able to talk to amazing restaurant owners like yourself. And, you know, you seem to have a, a real passion for food. I could tell by the menu and what you put into it. Where, where does that love of food come from? Uh, I came from my father. Um, they had uh, Mateo's from uh, 1990. I kind of grew up in that. I was like a bus boy. Then I went into the kitchen when I was like 16, 17. And from there, I just, uh, I never left. Awesome. So did you have any culinary, like formal culinary training? No, I just learned on the job from uh, everybody that was in the restaurant, honestly. In the trenches, right? The best education you can get. (laughs) Awesome. And so, you know, when I was talking a moment ago about your creativity, I was looking at some of your appetizers. I saw this uh, broccoli rob and sausage egg roll. Yes. (laughs) What was the inspiration behind that? How'd you come up with that one? Honestly, it was, uh, I think it was our, maybe our first anniversary. And I was trying to come up with new things to like impress her. And I think I made like a lobster egg roll. And then I made this broccoli robin sausage egg roll. And then um, from there, I put it like as a special. And then from there, it just took off and people went crazy over it. Awesome. So food is the way to your wife's heart. I got it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so what, what actually is in that egg roll? What do you put in there? It's a uh, scrambled sweet Italian sausage, uh, broccoli rob. We've got cherry peppers, garlic, uh, crushed red pepper. And then, you know, the regular seasonings. And then we do like a cherry pepper aioli with it. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, those cherry peppers, that's like a key Italian thing, right? If you, oh, I love them. Yeah. If you go up to Everything's got to be spicy. Absolutely. If you go up to Arthur Avenue and you're doing Heroes, you know, you got to put yeah, those cherry always. peppers. Always. 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 So what? Uh, what's the most popular dish at your restaurant before all this kind of went down? Uh, probably the Andrew's Chicken which I named after uh, my father and my son. And basically we take like a chicken breast and instead of like breading it or, or anything, we coat it in Pecorino Romano cheese. Then we pan sear it, we saute it with like uh, grape tomatoes, little red onions, white wine, uh, fresh lemon, a little vegetable stock, and then like a little touch of marinara, a couple pieces of butter, and we throw it over uh, risotto. Ah, the risotto. That's my mother's favorite. My mother loves risotto. Anytime you can get a good risotto, it's, uh, makes, completes the dish. Yeah, people, you know? people, yeah, people go crazy over that dish. I'm sure it sounds really good. I can't wait to, uh, give it a taste when we get back into business here. And, um, so I know you also have your own mac and cheese. It's called Sal's mac and cheese on the menu. Yes. Is that your creation or did somebody make that and name it after you? <laughs> I, th- I think I seen something on, on TV once and I just like kind of altered it to, to be more, you know, using Italian cheese and stuff like Asiago and, and Pecorino Romano. Uh, 
Parmesan and mozzarella. And then I add um, the uh, pancetta into it. Nice gives touch. It a little, yeah, a little different flavor. And then uh, toasted Italian seasoned breadcrumbs. That's a beautiful thing right there. I'm a big mac and cheese guy. The one thing I thought was uh, interesting, you only offer it as a side, right? So can, uh, what if I want Actually, that? now, now uh, we started offering it as a, um, a full entree. Oh, awesome. For takeout and delivery? Yeah, for takeout, yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so I know you guys are reopening on the 22nd of April, yes. Yes. Um, which is a great time to be back. And I'm glad you were able to give your staff a break and you know all those types of things because every restaurant's been dealing with different scenarios and how they yeah. want to deal with this time. Uh, what is, what's going on the menu? So what will be available for curbside? Um, well, the chicken Andrew will be on there, the mac and cheese, our spicy rigatoni, uh, risotto balls, uh, the egg rolls will be on there. And then we brought in a lot of like traditional items like chicken franchise, marsala, parmesan, which really we didn't have on the menu. But we're trying to give like um, more food that people are familiar with and, and more of it for like a, a little bit of a cheaper price right now. So we're trying to mix that in so people have, you know, a lot of options. They, they could do what, you know, get what they loved when they came to us when we were open. But we have a lot of like the staples and an abundance of it for people that, you know, they want as much as they could get. You know, for as, as economical as it is, that could be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love that you guys are not the traditional Italian spot. I mean, you can get a lot of that food in a hundred places on Long Island. And a lot of them right. I love, I grew up eating at them, but I love that there is a modern take on Italian food happening. And I just didn't know it was in Bayshore until now. So, <laughs> uh, you know, usually a lot of times I'll go to the city for things right, like exactly, that. And, yeah. Uh, so it really has that city feel, the menu items and all that type of stuff. Um, I think I asked you, and I don't know if Christina told you or you knew, uh, we were looking for some sort of like secret menu item or an off menu item just for big food talk listeners. Did you guys come up with something for that? Yes. Uh, we actually, we started doing it like maybe a month before, uh, we had to shut down, you know, for just delivery. We basically took like a mozzarella on carrozza and instead of like it just being cheese, we stuffed it with penny vodka. So we took penny vodka, you basically put it in between two pieces of white bread. You, you surround it with mozzarella, you bread it and you fry it. And then you top it with vodka sauce. There you go. The first time I ever learned of what even uh, uh, the Karotza is was from Lydia Bastanich, I, you know, her right. restaurant in the city. And that's the first time I ever had it. If you've never had essentially a fried grilled cheese. It's basically what it is. Yep. Oh, it's the best thing. So now I can't even imagine you're putting penny a la vodka inside the grilled cheese. Yep. That's just going to take it up a notch. Oh yeah. We got to get one of those. I'm going to order one next week <laughs> so I can get, bring one in the house. Yeah, we could. I mean, we could make it. Yeah, we could definitely make it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sal, I really appreciate your time today. Is there anything else you want everybody to know about the restaurant or what you guys are going through right now? And that I mean, we I mean, basically that, you know, we're doing the best we can. I mean, Am I scared going in uh, every day? A lot of times, yes, uh, <laughs> I am. I'm not completely comfortable cooking, but I'm trying to, you know, basically I'm trying to, you know, keep everybody as I can, you know, working and, you know, pay the vendors. But, you know, I'm, we're not going to make any money off of this, but we want to stay open for, for, the, for our customers and for our employees, you know, so they don't have to go on unemployment. And, you know, we, we want to give the people, you know, as much food as we can for, uh, you know, as cheap as we can. You know, we're trying to work that balance to, to not you know, to try and you know stay open, but also give them a you know really good deal. I understand. Yeah, and I, I think I think most people are aware of 
that situation, right? They know that if they're buying from you at a time like this, listen, yeah. food ordering, what's available, all those sorts of things are going to just changes the world. I mean, I'm sure you're plating and I've seen pictures online. Your plating is beautiful. When you start doing takeout delivery, a lot of that changes. I mean, it, you know, it, just, I mean, it can't, it can't be as pretty when you do takeout. It can't now, especially, you know, I mean, we're doing like, you know, the basics now more. So it's really, you know, it's, it's, you can't really dress up a chicken parm too much, but you know, it's still great though. <laughs> I hear you. Listen, it's all in the flavor. As long as you got your red sauce down and you can yeah. nail that, then the rest of it all comes, comes with gravy. You know, oh, absolutely. You could figure the rest out. So, um, Sal, I really thank you for your time. Thank Christina for me. You know, you guys are Definitely wonderful. Will. Um, where can everybody connect with you guys? How do they place takeout and delivery orders right now? Uh, right now, uh, mainly on the Instagram. Uh, you can message us on Instagram, you call the restaurant. And if, if we're not there, it flips to our, um, to our cell phones. So we're always answering the phone there. And um, that's basically it. Yeah. The Instagram or just call us. And if we're not there, it, sh it shoots right to our phone and uh, we're always available. Awesome. Beautiful thing. And your Instagram is at ITA kitchen underscore. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Everybody go follow these guys at ITA kitchen underscore. Look for them on the big food talk. And, you know, I'm really happy you guys were able to join us today. Really appreciate it again. And we'll be talking to you soon. Definitely. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the big food talk produced by tough monkey entertainment. Subscribe on iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for behind-the-scenes takes or watch complete episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to make a donation at BigFoodTalk.com.